I don't know about you, but there are just some people you meet and you just love them. You just fall in love with them because they are so beautiful. Tom's energy and his personality, I love him. He is fantastic, such a delightful person. In this final instalment of his interview, he shares so much information about his world and where he got his education and about building community. I hope you listen closely and take notes because this final instalment is packed with information. Enjoy. Everything that you've said is ticking boxes in my head, really. Uh, I'm fascinated by that. Um, I, I, I think from my side, yeah, the most important thing that you said is kind of the concept of, um, of there being a mentorship kind of figure who not only listens to you, hears you, but is helping you to explore these certain aspects of what your preferences could be looking like, really. It, 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 it gives me a sense of pride, actually, to know that I've got somebody to look after me, take care of me every step, every step of the way and vice versa as well. If you mentioned the kind of the psyche, the mental well-being as well, mm. a lot of people get a lot of therapy from being in these different roles as well. One area that I am not educated on, I don't know much practice on, is the puppy scene yeah. really and a lot of people say to me when they put their puppet on is that they instantly get into a real different headspace that really yeah. actually relaxes them it takes them away from everything going on in the world from either a workplace scenario or just from a political or family yeah. problems for example and um, I've experienced that from my, my side when I'm in different scenarios as well um, mm. privately or in public what wherever, yeah. wherever really and a lot of people do recognize that and then, and so there are many there are actually real benefits to yeah. it in terms of men- mental well-being and to know that there is that you are exploring with a partner mm. who is aware of that and can really look after you that journey is mm. a really brilliant experience absolutely so uh yeah it's it's obviously extra brownie points totally <laughs> I think um I tell you who really fascinates me and it's <laughs> oh, I just got a laugh at myself Every time I bring up my YouTube channel or bring up my YouTube page, so I, I have it sitting on the TV and we often have like little background images, whether it's mm. fireplace or coffee shop or whatever playing. Yeah, yeah. But every so often, you know, when you bring it up and you've got those thumbnails with all the different things you've watched. Now, yes, there's a lot of weight training, exercise and yoga that's in there. Good. Hurrah. Well done. Hur- hurrah, hurrah. It's yeah. great. I love it. The smack bang in the middle of all of those. Is Davey Wavy. I don't know if you ever watched him. Oh, he cracks me up. I love Davey. He is just brilliant. But there was a video. I can't remember how old it is, actually. But he did. There was a video on his his channel um, about being a pup. And had these guys all with their um, uh, pup hoods on, etc. And doing their role. And it was just really... It's about six or seven minutes. But it was absolutely fascinating and yeah. it's just hilarious because you've just got all these Davy wavy videos that just keep coming up with bits and pieces that's where I get a lot of my education from it's uh-huh. hilarious but his videos on on the pops was just incredibly fascinating mm. and as you were saying in terms of people um coming out of these you know just high profile roles or the the folk who are always having to take charge now saying, do you know what? I just don't want to be doing that today. I need somebody yeah. else to take charge. Cause there are times when you do say to yourself, do you know, I'm just sick to death of 
having to just lead everything for once mm-hmm. i want somebody else to do it. i don't even want to have to think about it and i do mm-hmm. think as people we need a, a an equilibrium we need a balance yeah. where you know somebody else can carry the loads for a while and now you can take over because we can't keep on a, a simple path the whole time because that's just such high drive i mean even cars need to go into the garage for um an mot and a service yeah. and an oil change you mm-hmm. know we can't keep driving ourselves i think one thing that bdsm relationships can include whether you recognize it or not is that um the more dominance and submissive decision making can actually be copied and pasted into real life decision making which and they can either be big decisions like um where are we going to go to one holiday for me that's a big decision <laughs> you know <laughs> you really travel a lot because I really want one right now. Oh, um, bless. <laughs> and or, or it can go to something so simple like, oh, we're going to go to this restaurant for, mm. for dinner because I know that both of us like it. For example, I know there are good vegan options for you, um, Denver, for, for, for example. So yeah. it, they, they, they can actually be reciprocated into just more domestic yeah. life. So it doesn't have to be BDSM play in the bedroom it can actually mm-hmm. also go into real life scenarios yeah. I'm, I'm aware of there's there's somebody I know I won't mention his name just for anonymity but he's got a PT for example and they've got almost like a dog the PT for example is a real because PTs can be naturally quite dominant they can really push you to say oh your homework is going to be doing just that extra one or two kilometers where, where, yeah. when you do your jogs for example mm-hmm. or your runs and I'm going to check up on you Oh yes. So they, they they can really go into everyday everyday lifestyle yeah. lifestyles as long as both parties are happy with it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because I can imagine it's just it's definitely something that you can um, apply to different areas of la- your life in terms mm. of just having the confidence to to step forward and like you're doing now being being interviewed. You know, being able to share who you are. Maybe once upon a time, maybe not that long ago, you would have. You would have done that, but mm. perhaps it's a way of enabling you to grow in different areas of your your character, your personality, and becoming more and seeing a side of yourself that you just never knew existed. And it's exciting. Yeah, it is. And I think um I think with if I'm being selfish, my journey so far and people's journeys of it doesn't have to be just opening up and being a leather man, it can be yeah, exploring yourself in so many different so, so many different dilemmas really but it takes your own willpower as well as other mm-hmm. two point other people to help you out your two point is like similar to the car analogy you can be driving yourself around but every now and then you'll need somebody to check in on you and see how you see how you do maybe push you along really or pull you back really take a step back because you're doing too much for mm-hmm. example so um yeah it's it's very it's very common and hopefully more people are aware of yeah. that as well for people to look out for you because I do think it's nice when you have a good community around you um, which some people do struggle to find especially if you're learning about yourself and discovering um, who you are I mean earlier you mentioned about your mum want- wanting to know that you were going to be safe and that you were mm. going to be well and that you weren't going to be in any danger or any harm and it's it's you know she is your she's your family she's your mum but she's your network. She's that. Mm. She's part of that circle of people that you know that will catch you, that will be there for you. Mm. And it's something that often I think for the LGBT community, something we we find can be lacking. It can be difficult mm. to have. 
And yeah. sometimes the people you think would be there for you actually are, are just not. They change course completely or change their ideas of about who you are and what they how they think you should live your life. But knowing you've got a network uh, of, of people just, I mean, nothing worse than feeling isolated and alone. There's no yeah. one to call on. Yeah, and it's it's similar not only in kind of the the queer community, but then if it's put into our subculture of what fetish looks like, mm. there, there's huge. If we're just talking of the UK, for example, there's huge variation. There can be huge variation of people across the country, and and there could be a correlation of people who are in a more rural part of um yeah. part of the UK who are interested in building a social circle of kinksters or or people interested in leather, for example. Mm. But they just don't have these um, <clears throat> these safe spaces to go to to speak to, yeah. Or on going online's a thing, absolutely, and socialising from there. But compared to somewhere like London or up in Manchester or Birmingham, um, you know that they're, they're not as that there aren't as many opportunities to explore your kinks really. Yeah. As hence why one thing that hence one thing that I would advocate everybody to do is to kind of either build one yourself or or come along and join any of these kind of fetish yeah. safe social spaces that take place maybe in more rural areas so for example I'm going to head to um in no- November so about this time next month I'll head over to Oxford mm. somewhere that I used to, somewhere that I used to work at and know the area quite well I, I'd, I'd love to 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 go there and just see see what the crack, crack's about really see, see what yeah. people are like um if I can help out, then that that that's absolutely fine, really. Yeah. Because there's no pressure. What where where I used to live in, kind of like um, more in Berkshire way, there are there are a couple of kind of social events bubbling up there. So what you know, rhetorical question: what what does that look like? Let let's mm. go over there and sit see see what we can do, really. So it's it, it it's exactly the same in our community that, that you've got people who might be struggling because, unfortunately, of the location that they're based in. Yes, it it can it, it can slow down their fetish mm. journey. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you what can somebody do who is very much interested in exploring their kinks and fetishes mm. because I know it can be it can the irony is it can almost be a source of shame and yet. Most of us have our kinks and fetishes, just not being willing to admit that. Yeah. Because of societal norms, you know, if it's if it's not straight down the line, church going, you know, you know, horizontal positions or the way life is geared, you know, male and female, you have children and run a home. I'm definitely not playing that game. But, (laughs) you know, it's I think it can be really interesting for those who want to get involved and explore their kinks and yet they're having to deal with the societal expectations of no this is how it's going to be you will get Mm. married have 2.3 children uh, a white picket fence a dog maybe a cat and you will go to work nine to five you know how do they how do people manage to break through that so it's because it's can be very difficult especially if they're younger as well you Mm. know can you imagine being 17 and you know you have fetishes can you imagine being I don't know you're maybe 70 and you've got fetishes and your family are just not open-minded enough to Mm. allow you to explore that that must be so difficult for people who have those and yet are not able to explore them 
Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to almost now that you mentioned now how you're talking for a minute or so, I was trying to take a step back and think of what my journey looked like and the assets that I had, thankfully, at my disposal to be able to use to make me more confident in realizing and recognizing what I what I enjoy, what I don't, in fact, enjoy. I mean, the first thing to your point, if you don't want to tell your family, which is firstly, absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Totally fine. <laughs> um, the first thing to do is try your best to build or join a safe space of mm. individuals who would I who are either into what you are into or respect what you are into really mm. so and that can be people who are in our, our community or that can just be you know your regular straight mates from school for yes. example who and and now that you've now that you've kind of like you know you're over the age of 18 and you can look into bits and pieces you know you, you can finally be open to talk about it really mm. um so I think that that's the main that's the number one thing to look into really and that's why it's difficult there's a lot of variation around the UK uh, you know globally around the world if you're in a, if you're in these small towns yeah and there's nobody to go to you know you flick open an app to try and meet somebody and the next person who's, who's on your list is about what 15 20 miles away you're like oh my gosh there's no <laughs> way there's no way I'm going to be able to leave or find find anybody yeah. to help out so that's that's the biggest um variable I guess moving on from that as I mentioned the online presence the online apps that are available are a double-edged sword firstly they're great to meet people that's how I met a few of my um real close friends now who are into the same things as me Leathermen, as well that's how I met them um with that in mind as we've talked over the past hour or two don't get too sucked into it because I'm a real advocate of the need to meet people in person because that's yeah. really truly how you get Absolutely. to know somebody you're doing your bit for the community because you are entering a safe space for example you are yeah look, looking after that safe space in essence third thing would be so what have I talked about I talked about safe space of individuals I talked yeah. about yeah the online app yeah, I think obviously the internet has, the internet is also a double-edged sword. You can yes. go to the internet. We talked about kind of um, figures to look at, such as Davy Wavy, mm. but for education, there's a, there's a ton, ton of education out there to kind of get you started, to get you yes. to, have, to have a think of what you are interested in to Um Am I able to state names and kind of... Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. Gonna... You know, whatever yeah. would help anybody who, who feels that it's something that they want to explore. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think the first channels that I looked at would be absolutely called What's the Safe Word? I think it's all one word and what is spelled as W-A-T-T-S and then the safe word. Um, for those of you guys are into kinks, you, you we would know what a safe word is, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. There, there was that. Um, when I knew that I was really into the old traditionalist view of what a leather man, a leather man looks like, um, the social media dating app called Recon has its YouTube channel. It's got a load of educational videos that can give you a bit of guidance in terms of the particular kinks that you are into, some masterclass sessions as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, there, 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 there's plenty of, and a ple- I, I, I've only named a couple, for example, but those are the ones that I went to first to really, truly help me out, mm. really. I will um, put those in the, um, in the notes so people can, yeah. can uh, check those out. And and I think another individual whose YouTube channel 
escapes me, but there's this individual. He's unfortunately, he unfortunately passed away a few years ago, three years ago. It's called Cal Ryder, C-A-L, and then Ryder, R-I-D-E-R. Uh-huh. Um, he kind of bespoke, created YouTube videos based on leather men in terms of looking after your product, the kind of mindset of it, how to cope with, we talked about mental health, mm. coping strategies. He was talking about particular bits of items of clothing as well, talking about bikes as well, if people are interested mm. in that correlation. So there was plenty of, of an effect of his videos that you can still go to now. And are, are really, I really do recommend that if you're okay. particularly into leather, mm. you need a bit of help in terms of talking about the mental health, the mindset behind it all when you're first starting out. Mm. The, 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 the internet is a huge asset and please just use it first irresponsibly yeah. um, and be just, you know, have have fun at the same time and find find something see if there's an individual who has a youtube channel or a, yeah. a forum who 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 can share best practice and somebody mm-hmm. to put some time and effort into yeah because i think finding the right sources are is is one of the things that's actually quite important because if you unfortunately you know there's plenty of people out there that would try and lead folk wrong especially if they're younger Mm. Um, or if they're new to the scene I think it's really finding people that you connect with and that you can build a sense of trust with because you did very well actually with Chris when you you'd met him he was Mm. he was because he is an absolute gem he really is he is an absolute gem yeah yeah. bless him (laughs) he is he's lovely yeah yeah. I, I'd also say one thing that what one caveat to mention was about just the old things on the internet is don't don't assume that you know real life and this is what everybody probably knows this as well I'm probably you know bible ba- bible bashing but <laughs> in in terms of, kind of the p word for porn really don't don't assume that porn is kind of what real life is going to be in terms yeah. of preparing for but mm. if we're talking particularly about bedroom practices really mm-hmm. don't assume that it's it's going to be as easy and as quick as you yeah. know what 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 porn looks like, and that's why it's important yeah. to look at uh, preparation mindsets of particular BDSM or just in general fetish yeah r- roles really because it's important that to your point you you're you're prepared and you know what you're getting yourself into mm. basically r- whether you trust this uh, a particular partner or don't that's just mm. one caveat. Don't, yeah. that don't rely on what you see in porn to be you know this per this perfect world because it trust me it it's isn't <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. i don't think pornhub is pro- uh, the the place to for anyone to begin um, uh, in no. honesty absolutely not and I, I think that's the thing um that really i, I go back to davy wavy he's got a channel mm-hmm. um a, a site called himaros and i and I will put a link to to his as well because he's got he's very much into. Uh, do you know what the word has just escaped me? But it's very much when you think about yoga, for example, and you think about like the mind body connection, the the soul, the way yeah. everybody the body moves, and connecting to the spirit and well being. He's very much honed in and focused on that. And the people he works with, there's a few kind of like uh like that's it he talks about tantric sex for example and Mm. he talks about just working with the body and not always having an orgasm as the end game and he's got all these different people that he he works with that is just really teaching gay men how to have um just the best sex 
but safely and connecting with their body. And it's it really is absolutely fascinating. And it's so funny because I just think he is brilliant. And people might say, what are you doing watching that? What's he look from that man? He's freaking awesome. I love him. He is just, he's just so, lo- he really is just so lovely. I'd love to meet him. He is just great. Do you know what, Denver? I was thinking for about 10 minutes in the back of my mind when I was answering your questions and listening to you, like, who the hell is Davy Wavy? And it's just popped into my mind who you are referring to. It's this American fella. That's it. Is, 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 isn't isn't it, really? Yeah. Ab- absolutely. And do you know what? I, that's a YouTube channel that I would hugely recommend you actually oh go to. Oh, my God. Wouldn't because you? Because I, I remember when I, in the, in the kind of, you know, the early 2010s as I was kind of experimenting, looking online, that, so yeah, I think some of his early videos must have been videos that I would have gone to in terms of, yeah, to your point, that tantric yeah. lifestyle, the mental mindsets, and just more practical things as well. Yeah. Whilst we're on the line of talking about preparation things, like remember thinking, what the hell is douching? Yeah, he covered <laughs> that. I think I that know. was one of the first that was one of the first videos. What's that, that? That was one of the first videos that I went to. Mm. Um totally. So that's yeah. Yeah, well, he I've got him down because he is so I mean, he's been on YouTube for what seems like forever. I'm Mm. going to say eight years at least, but I could be wrong. He does have videos that do go go back a long way. And what is what I like about him is he's really about the whole person. He's really trying to create a space where gay men can go, gay bisexual men can go and feel safe and help deal with body dysmorphia and shame and he's there's so many lessons uh to teach and to educate because you know you can go to places for education and then you can go to places for education and they are very very different things but I really to any anyone who is curious or anyone who has just come out and like you said you didn't know what douching was who knew when until you learn that you don't know what that is but when you actually uh, watch a channel like his, he's he's very much into, I was going to say ethical porn actually. Mm. But the way he he deals with his his actors and just his whole ethos, you know, I I would just recommend him to to any guy who is truly trying to explore and get a better um, understanding of their body, understanding of their own psyche, and their just general well being. And mm. he's he is funny he does oh my god he makes I th- yeah fun. i think my i think my highlight video i remember is that he it's probably a paid promotion with whichever lubrication company it was i remember there's just this video of him in a a, a t- either a bathtub or a blow-up swimming pool of just lube <laughs> oh and, my and he, god he said it, it's always always been a dream of him to do something <laughs> like that and there's just this there's just this video of him just absolutely head to toe in it swimming around whether it was for charity or pay promotion I, I i don't know either way i rem- I just remember that video and that that moment so oh clearly. yeah so, he's so thank funny. you for reminding me of um of david wavy gosh <laughs> that's a throwback for sure that is a throwback yeah yeah bless him he's he's so good he's so he really mm. is is so sweet the one thing I, I wanted to just run over with you very quickly was the hanky code we said that we were this uh just mentioned yep the hanky codes, because they were really telling people about kind of what you were into. And it depends on which side of the body. Years ago, it used to be keys. So they would use house or car keys. 
I think it was, to mm -hmm. kind of say their sexual preferences. So as we said earlier, the left side of the body is the dominant. Correct me if I've forgotten if I've got that wrong. The right mm -hmm. side is the submissive. So it. for example, now I just think if anybody's going to check out the hanky code and they're colorblind, it could really get ugly. <laughs> or, 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 or the joke is if they're in a very d dark, dimly yeah. lit room. So always best to maybe ask. Ask. Well. Absolutely. Because, for example, like you've got dark pink, which is nipple torture. Then you've mm -hmm. got light pink, which is dildos. Now, in a club, they could look very similar. Yeah. <laughs> but completely different intentions. Yeah, completely different. And I think you could really get that wrong. Um, mm. And then I've got fuchsia, which is spanking. So, I mean, you've got three shades of pinks. You know, that can, you really got to get that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and, I, the, uh, and then you've got grey, which is bondage. Yeah. But then the one I mentioned to you earlier, which was mosquito netting, which is for outdoor sex. That cracked me up. <laughs> that was funny. So you see, some of some of them could make logical sense, you know, such, such as if you if you knew I had no idea that mosquito netting was a was even a, a colour, but when you say mosquito netting and you can associate with mosquitoes who hopefully most of the time live outdoors. Yeah. So, so therefore, put two and two Make together. A connection. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, absolutely. I just think that's a, when I read that one, that just, I was like, okay, that's yeah. the thing. That's great. I mean, who would think? I mean, if you see uh, mosquito netting, I'm just going to assume they treat it like the hankies and it's out the back pocket. How big is this netting? That's what I want to know. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I think on, on the, on, on the theme of talking about the a plethora of how many different colours and shades of various colours there are, I think facts are facts. It can be quite confusing and quite daunting to know every single shade of blue, if you pardon the steps reference there, uh, like every, every shade of um, browns in particular, really, because that can get messy, if you pardon the pun. You know, it, it, there, there's there are so many different shades these days that, it can be difficult, and I'm I'm of an opinion that I I keep my hankies and my preferences quite traditional, actually, to yeah. what the hanky code looked like decades ago, actually, compared to now. Because whilst I'm actually right now, I, when you mentioned hanky code, I've pulled up on online okay. what, the, what the full list list looks like now, and I I I haven't been. It's a big list, are, but girls, it's a really big list. <laughs> it's these, a big these, and the these colors. Days. You know, so many, I mean, you've got the different shades of blues and pinks mm -hmm. and greens. That's a lot. You can get wrong there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's fantastic to see the different kinks that individuals here would be absolutely into. I, I love the spectrum. The spectrum is huge. It's massive, isn't it? Yeah. With that in mind, I think these days, some people might perceive this as a, just too confusing. Hence why they go back to just keeping it to traditional colours, really mm. like um yellow you would only associate that with piss play blacks you can only associate that with sm plays you point grays your bondage your mm. navy blues your intercourse basically mm. um reds your fisting as well yeah. really you know mm. you, it's some people have the policy of keeping it simple and simple is better yeah um, i personally prefer that but i'll obviously absolutely respect the views of anybody else you know <laughs> Absolutely. What didn't surprise me was I saw a, a kink list for for women. 
So for lesbians, oh, yeah. so you got for gay men, then you got the one for... Now, mm. what was interesting was the ones for lesbians was nowhere near as big as the ones for gay men. It was a much smaller list. Oh, wow. Maybe I was looking in the wrong place, but it was a smaller list. And is this based on kind of a, a colour flagging? Yeah, thing? yeah. Oh, yes. wow. Oh, so yeah. I, sorry, this, this to, is all new to me. I'll um, have to find it and send it to you. Yeah, it's really interesting. Just such, it really... I mean, I suppose it's much easier to do a colour code than... Uh, the keys because if you lose your keys you're doomed yeah I mean that, that I, th- I guess that's the great thing about color coordination is that you don't have to buy particular so I've got a black one here for example okay. that, that could be one of the stereotypical ones um I think the great thing about flagging which is the general verb to use to, okay. to show your hanky code preferences is that you don't have to necessarily use hankies these days to your point obviously it can go with the, the right and the left intentions mm. are still very much there really to an extent um but flagging can be done in so many different ways. So I've got a pair of leather jeans, for example, that have uh, navy blue piping on the left and the right. Okay. So, you know, you that to some people that could signify. Oh, that's interesting. That could signify that you prefer it both ways. If I'm mm-hmm. sounding quite crude, um, and yes, it's in essence there are so many different ways of flagging what your preferences are. And these days, with so many leather shirts, for example, they don't just come in black. They can come in so many different colors so when you're having a conversation with somebody they could ask you oh you're wearing a a navy blue Mm. leather shirt does that mean that you're interested in receiving giving Mm. uh, intercourse in essence Mm. so many different ways of flagging these days but traditionally it used to just be in hanky codes ah cool yes because I remember um Chris had I think one night he had a green shirt then I think he had Mm -hmm. a navy blue uh, had a blue one not navy. it wasn't navy, but he did have a blue, blue shirt on. Yeah, he, he yeah. had a, he he had a. I think yeah, I know that blue one that you're on about, and I know the green one as well. So yeah, to your point, it could be that people just prefer that. Could be that's the thing. It could be that oh, that's just my favorite color. You know, my my <laughs> yeah. my, my, my favorite color is purple. So therefore, I'm going to go out and look, look for a purple leather shirt, for example. <laughs> Excellent. So Tom, you've been an absolute star. What I wanted to ask you before we finish was. What's next for you on your journey? Um, mm. Because you, I mean, gosh, you really have, I mean, we've talked about various things on and on and off video, but you've been on such a journey. You've really, you're, you're really exploring yourself, who you are, your, your life, just everything. And I think it's, I think it's really exciting. I think you are in an incredibly exciting and powerful place. It may not always feel powerful, but I think it is. <laughs> so what, you know, what's next for you? Oh, thank you, my darling. I think twofold then. So firstly, in terms of if we think of kind of um, leather as a more community driven topic area, it would be to uh, what's great about our community is that are many events that take place around the world. Uh, Met some of these events that I have been to and I've absolutely loved this year. We talked about Folsom in Berlin. Mm. Next year, there are many new either larger events to smaller events that are on my list to check out next year and beyond to meet new people do the socializing really get to know people if we're if we're talking about goals in terms of like bedroom play for example Mm -hmm. as I mentioned to you I'm naturally more submissive with that in mind I think it's now time for me to kind of actually see oh what does the active side and the more dominant side of Tom look like really um just just in terms of what my personality is from my side I'm quite analytical I can be quite um 
quite defensive sometimes <laughs> as well, actually. So that, that, we that, all. <laughs> that, that, that can bring a sense of dominance mm. towards what your views are, definitely. So how does that reciprocate? How does that be? How is that mm. copied and pasted into the bedroom in terms of play in that mm. category, really? Who knows? We'll have to kind of wait and see. So yeah. I think those two are the main main areas to look at, to be honest. Them. But I think from from my side, London is um, really growing in terms of the leather community. It was okay. it, it, it's it's been hard hit a couple of times, obviously noticeably in the eighties and nineties with the uh, AIDS health crisis and epidemic that yeah. took place. Um, a lot of leather men lost their passion. They stayed away from it really because they were the target um, from the public, um, the tabloids, and just yeah, great people really. <laughs> um, it, it came back with a bang in a positive way and unfortunately because of covid um you know because of covid people have to stay indoors there's a lack yeah. of social gatherings a lot of people left these clubs in around london and um mm. from my son i'm now a member of london leatherman um yeah. which is a club that is uh, a bit of a, a bit of a promotion here next year 2023 is good they're gonna have their 50th year anniversary of being a club so it's it's mental There's, oh my god i know denver i we need to get you down to london i will we, we, do you know we what? need to get you down to one of these socials babe i am telling you now you try and stop me you're gonna be like god we gotta this girl is just out <laughs> of control she is <laughs> out of freaking control yeah <laughs> um so- yeah, I exactly. will. I am telling you, I am so holding you to that. You've got no idea what you've just got yourself into. Perfect. We'll, we'll pencil the date. But w- what I was going to say is that the, the the scene is really coming back to life and really uh, being galvanised since uh, things opened up after the pandemic. We had a London Leather yeah. Weekend in October this year, 2022. That was a real big hit. Plenty of people. So it'll be a case of seeing what I and we can do more with the club to bring it kind of yeah. back to what it used to be, really being a club that mm. uh, had its, its its real values being shone every day, more people yeah. more people signing up, valuing yeah. up, showing its, showcasing its importance and recognising it. So I think that's something um, on, on my to-do list for, yeah, for absolutely. Year, to, to do more with that club, absolutely. Gosh, I mean, I really love how they've been able to to stay alive really with everything mm. that's gone on especially over the last 18 to 24 months you mm. know I mean I think I mentioned yesterday about torture gardens still thriving and being active and just, you think god dear I just I cannot believe that club is still going I mm. can and yet with everything and so many things that had closed down I'm so pleased because there's nothing worse than the place you like to be just being obliterated because suddenly mm. you know there, there's nothing so the fact that it's still there mm. and that you guys still have somewhere to, to go and be and that it is growing I think it's marvellous I really do mm. I really do I think it is great yeah I mean l- l- London's really been through it all to your point especially with um how, how Covid has, has changed the scene I mean over the past I've only been a part of the the, the community really here in London for about six or so months but from what people have said to me historically before I joined is that Lowe's London really used to be the leather capital because there were so many leather bars that took place a, a plethora of leather men would travel into London from parts of the UK and from parts of Europe and the world actually to go to go then you had so many bars but nowadays have, have shut down and mm. we're, we're going through this kind of phase in London where we're now trying to find either new up-and-coming venues or 
um, well-respected venues, but might be interested in leather mm. specific nights to really keep, I'm only talking about the leather community at the moment yeah. alive, only mm. speaking on behalf from that side, but club names that I can mention off the, off, off the bat. So Backstreet, it was in East London, Mile End kind of area shuts, shut its doors. Um, for 30, well, it came up, uh, it's been around for about 37 years and it shut in July. The Hoist was a leather bar in Vauxhall area, so really in the booming mm. kind of clubland of London that shut about six or so years ago. Um, and that's just a couple to to name a few bars and pubs that mm. have kind of lost lost its way because of people moving in and out of the leather community. Yeah. It, 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 it hasn't been as grounded as kind of I think people would we would assume it's gone through it's like a roller coaster it's really gone up and down left and right around the place wow. so mm. hold the space really in terms of London yeah absolutely absolutely so Tom you know from my heart thank you so much for sh- for taking the time and for sharing and your being open and your honesty it's just what we need Oh, well, darling, it's been my absolute pleasure. And obviously it must have been fate. Two, you know, two, two roads collided when we were at Birmingham. And it was, no, it's, it, it, it's been, it's been absolutely fantastic being on, uh, being on this episode, hopefully helping out yourself and, and whoever you. else can really, mm. can really ha- have a look at this, really. It's, yeah, uh, yeah pl- plenty to talk about, plenty to get your, your, your plenty to get your teeth stuck into, really. So glad, absolutely, absolutely glad to have been on there's this podcast or video or, or yes. media to be media here portion. on talk to touch yeah <laughs> thank you very very much Don. thank you no, no pleasure well i don't know about you but i absolutely enjoyed tom's company and this interview i mean talk about informative there was so much information in here that it's, do you know what? You'd have to listen to it more than once, I think, but definitely have a pen and a piece of paper. The information for the sites that he mentioned, I definitely put in the show notes and put some links to. The other thing is I just set up my YouTube channel so that when I do interviews like this via Zoom, then you'll get to see the people that I'm interviewing. Not everyone's a fan of seeing their face on video. So the ones that I can release, I will do. But you will get to see Tom and just see how delightful he is. I will put his social media information in the show notes. So I really hope you've enjoyed this. And well, some of you definitely have some homework to do and some research to engage in. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me here on Talk to Touch. Do subscribe and click the like button so you will always stay up to date with new episodes that come out every Monday at eight o'clock. Have a really great week and thank you for joining me here on Talk to Touch.